Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsmradio.org. Radio.org. Now, here's our show today. The Song of Songs contains a great picture of a seeking Christian's pursuit of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the opening chapter, there's a description of this pursuit in verses 4 through 8 that I want to read you as we begin our radio program today. Draw me, we will run after you. The king has brought me into his chambers. We will be glad and rejoice in you. We will extol your love more than wine. Rightly do they love you. I am black but lovely, O daughters of Jerusalem. Like the tents of Kedar, like the curtains of Solomon. Do not look at me because I am black, because the sun has scorched me. My mother's sons were angry with me. They made me keeper of the vineyards, but my own vineyard I have not kept. Tell me, you whom my soul loves, where do you pasture your flock? Where do you make it lie down at noon? For why should I be like one who is veiled beside the flocks of your companions? If you yourself do not know, you fairest among women, go forth on the footsteps of the flock, and pasture your young goats by the shepherd's tents. This is Matt Miller with Bob Danker for another of our life study from the Song of Songs. Bob, welcome back to this wonderful book, the Song of Songs. Yes, Matt, this is a wonderful book. It's a love story between King Solomon and a simple country girl. It gives us a picture of a Seeking Christians' Pursuit of the Lord and Her Experience of Christ, so that she eventually is transformed by Christ and becomes a part of the corporate Bride of Christ. 
Bob, this picture from the Song of Songs is a progression. It's going through a process. It starts out with loving the Lord. So if you're not a lover of the Lord, you really don't belong in this book. This book is for the lovers of the Lord, and it takes the lovers of the Lord through a process that includes transformation in the church life, as we'll hear Witness Lee talk a little bit about today. I wonder if you could frame this story for us as we come to this book before we actually go to Witness Lee speaking. Well, Matt, anyone who believes in Christ has within them a longing for more of Christ, to experience Christ, to know Christ, to even be filled with Christ, to pursue Christ and gain Christ. This is something that is put within every believer. And if we would just be delivered to some extent from our busy life and we would spend a little time with the Lord, we would have the experience that is described in the beginning of this book where the lover of Christ says, draw me, draw me. She says to her beloved, draw me. We will run after you. This this thought of running of the country girl after her beloved is a picture of our pursuing of Christ. The Lord stirs us up and gives us a desire that we would experience and enjoy more of him than we now have. And as a result, we ask the Lord, draw me and we will run after you. This is her pursuit of her beloved, which is a picture of the seeking believers pursuing of Christ. And I'd like to say, Matt, that, of course, this book, The Song of Songs, has been a part of the Bible for many centuries. And God's people have been interpreting it. What is the real proper interpretation of this book? Is it just a kind of a story of love between a man and a woman and beautiful story? But what does it mean for us as God's people and especially the believers in Christ? So God's Seekers have been interpreting this book for centuries, and in the years in which the brethren teachers of the Bible were very prominent, the Lord raised them up, and eventually they began to interpret the figures in this book. And then the Lord raised up Watchman Nee to give a further interpretation of this book, uh, following the teachers among the brethren. And then Brother Lee was raised up by the Lord to even go further to bring us into the intrinsic significance of all the signs and the figures. The book is full of figures. Uh, And Witness Lee pointed out when he spoke this message that there were certain signs, such as the flock. You'll see the flock in the beginning of this book, and the banqueting house in chapter 2, and then the vineyards. You know, these are symbols of the church. So even though this book is a description of the Individual believers' pursuit of Christ, within the context of this book, we see the church. So this is very important here as we go further in this broadcast. So a lot of detail in the Song of Songs that we're not going to be able to cover intricately, but uh, appreciate your summary there, Bob, of how it applies to the church life through these matters of the flock. Uh, Watchman, he actually wrote a book called The Song of Songs, where he gets into these things in more detail. And Witness Lee also has a book on the Song of Songs. But I'd like to read verse 9 in chapter 1. I compare you, my love, to a mare among Pharaoh's chariots. Let's go back to Witness Lee. The book of the Song of Songs 
is short, eight chapters, but it is rage. The first part is the lover yearning, seeking, and asking. Then there's the second part, the beloved answer. Right away, he brought them all into the inner chamber to have that intimate, face-to-face fellowship. And that fellowship leads the love of Christ to enter into the church life. It's marvelous. Okay, now, after entering into the church life, the love of Christ got transformed. The big means by the Holy Spirit to transform us is the church life. If you stay at home from this year until 50 years later, you got no transformation. Transformation is a work by the Holy Spirit, by the transforming Spirit, with the saints in the church. The word transform does imply something metabolic. It's not just to change you, to remake you. This metabolic transformation is just going to remake you. Okay, she is transformed from a strong, natural person. The beloved likened her to a mare, M-A-R-E, the best, beautiful horse of Pharaoh. Beautiful, strong, but Egyptian, worldly, natural. In the eyes of Christ, every lover of him is a strong one. Every one of you is a mare <laughs> on the chariot of a fellow. Very good. But don't forget, you need to be remade. Amen. You need to be transformed. Amen. Where? In the church. You will become a lily. Beautiful. Full of life. Trusting in him like a lily. Mentioned by the Lord in Matthew 6, a lily living a pure and trusting life. So Bob, in this progression here, we see the the lover of the Lord likened by the Lord to a mare in Pharaoh's chariot. Pharaoh is a picture of Satan. The ruler of Egypt was a picture of the world. So to be a mare is full of energy, but pulling something of the world. And yet through this metabolic transformation of life, this seeker of the Lord, who is somewhat worldly, but full of energy, has been transformed into a lily full of life, trusting in the Lord as we see from Matthew 6. This is really a great picture, isn't it? It really is, Matt. These figures do indicate the progression in the experience of Christ, of those who love him and seek him. We all start out from the day that we receive him, we are like a mare, a horse. A horse is a very strong animal. And uh, this is a picture in the Bible of what we are in our natural life with our natural strength. We fully depend on what we can do. We even try to Uh, please the Lord by our own strength and do the Lord's will by our own strength. But the Lord needs to remake us. He wants to remake us. 
and make us into a different kind of person, a person actually who is a reproduction or a duplication of him. And eventually, by the end of this book, this lover becomes what's called a Shulamite. And the Shulamite is a feminine form of the name Solomon. So she becomes the same as her beloved. So this is a, indicates a process of transformation or remaking of this loving one goes on from the beginning of the book all the way through to the very end where she becomes a duplication of her beloved, which shows that we, the believers, are transformed. This is mentioned in the book of Romans, in the book of Second Corinthians, speaks clearly about our being transformed into the image of Christ and conformed to Christ's own image. This is the process that we all need to pass through, and eventually, in order to pass through this process, we need to be brought by the Lord initially into his inner chambers, which is our human spirit where he dwells today. The Lord visits us, not in a physical way today, but in our spirit. And then eventually he leads us to be in the flock, which is the church. And in the church, he carries out the process of transformation. Well, Bob, it's a great picture, and uh, let's go on with this. Song of Songs, chapter 1, verse 10 and 11 says, Your cheeks are lovely with plates of ornaments, your neck with strings of jewels. We will make you plates of gold with studs of silver. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Because of the transformation, the beloved appreciates without transformation. You have the strength like a mare, but you don't have any beauty. Transformation is adding beauties upon beauties. The first beauty we have after being transformed is our submission to the Lord. Indicated by what? The chicks lovely with place of ornaments. You know, the place are place of hair. Place indicate submission. The cheeks is the expression. And the expression of this lover of Christ is submission. Then her beauty in obedience to the transforming spirit. Indicated by what? By the neck. The neck with streams of jewels. Obedience follows submission. When you submit yourself to the Lord, you surely will obey Him. Then you have the plates on your cheeks. Then you have the strings of pearls around your neck. You are no more naked. You are adorned by being transformed. Bob, there is a beauty that comes from an obedience that follows submission. And that's what Witness Lee's talking about as we interpret this beautiful description that comes out of our transformation in the Song of Songs. Can you say some more about that? Yes, Matt. In verse 9, the beloved one compares his lover to a mare among Pharaoh's chariots. This is a strong uh, person who is in the world, which is ruled by Pharaoh, a symbol of Satan. This is the initial condition of a believer. 
But then the very next verse says that the cheeks of this lover are lovely with plates. P-L-A-I-T-S. Plates are braided hair. So when our hair is not tamed or just wild, (laughs) allowed to have a wild appearance, this is not beautiful. But when our hair is tamed or braided, or a woman's hair, tamed or braided like this lover here, then she begins to be to have some amount of beauty. And a person's hair, according to the symbolism of the Bible, represents submission. Uh, a woman should have long hair, according to 1 Corinthians 11, because she's under her husband. She submits to her husband. This is a sign of submission. If you read 1 Corinthians 11, it's very clear. So the hair here is a sign of submission. So the fact that her hair is braided and not just allowed to stick out all over and be untamed, that means that she has become a submissive person, one who is submissive to her husband, Solomon, who represents Christ. Then it says that her neck is lovely with strings of jewels, and the neck represents man's will. You know, in the Old Testament, the children of Israel were very disobedient toward God. And in many places, God refers to them as a stiff-necked people. So man's neck refers to his obedience to God. So here, her neck, the neck of this uh, lover of Christ, has around it strings of jewels. And jewels are precious stones. And precious stones are a sign of the Spirit's transforming work in the Scriptures. So here we can see that this lover of Christ, who begins as a strong, natural person represented by a mare, is gradually transformed to be a submissive person and an obedient one, one who submits to the Lord and obeys the Lord. This is a great change from someone who is so strong in their own strength. Hope this great change would not only be in a story in a book in the Old Testament, but also a a story in our lives and the lives of many of our, our listeners today. Let's go on and let me read the first three verses from Song of Songs chapter two. I am a rose of Sharon, a lily of the valleys, as a lily among thorns. So is my love among the daughters. As the apple tree among the trees of the wood, so is my beloved among the sons. In his shade I delighted and sat down, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. Let's go back to Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study message. He appraises her as his love who lives a pure and a trusting life among the filthy and unbelieving people. The thorns signify the filthy and unbelieving people. But she is a lily, a rose, lowly but not filthy. Now, she appreciates him as the source of rich provision. The apple tree, who supplies her, the tree, the beloved as the tree, supplies her in a timely way. 
whole time they wait. Chapter 2, verse 3a. As the apple tree among the trees of the wood, so is my beloved among the sons. In his shade I delighted and sat down, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. And now this is the transformation that produces the mutual appreciation. Not only he has his beauties, but now she, this country girl, also has her beauties. So the two appreciate one another. Appreciation is the result of the transformation. Bob, the Song of Songs starts out with the the Shulamite, the country girl, being drawn to the beauty of the Lord. And as we go on here now, the the Lord is actually drawn to the beauty of the country girl who is being transformed. What a wonderful picture here. It is a wonderful picture. As you said, Matt, now the beloved who represents the Lord begins to appreciate his lover because she has experienced some amount of transformation. She says that she's a rose and a lily. And then the beloved says, you're a lily among thorns. A lily is a beautiful flower. It has no strength at all. And a lily in the Bible represents a pure life that trusts in God. In Matthew chapter 6, the Lord said we should not be anxious about what we should we will eat or drink or wear. The lilies, they don't work. They don't, they're not, they're not anxious. anxious about what they're going to wear, but God clothes them and they're beautifully adorned. So here, a lily represents a life of trusting in the Lord, a life with no strength of our own. We just trust in the Lord. So this lover has undergone some transformation. And as you said, her beauty is appreciated by her beloved, who is a type of Christ. Now, he appreciates her, and then she appreciates him. She says, he's like an apple tree among the trees of the wood. And she's resting under his shade and enjoying the sweet taste of his fruit. This, The apples, of course, are represent the supply. So here, as we're being transformed, we appreciate Christ as the one who supplies us in a timely way with uh, nourishment that is sweet to our taste. There's a mutual appreciation going on here. Christ appreciates us, and we appreciate him. Bob, I'm uh, really enjoying the book of Song of Songs and uh, reminded how it's uh, satisfaction of satisfactions. What a picture uh, under the apple tree, enjoying the, the Lord as the apples to supply us in our need and a lily trusting God. It's really quite a story that we can uh, really uh, use in our pursuit of the Lord to pursue him more. I really appreciate you coming in and doing this program with me today. It's always a pleasure, Matt. We hope you'd contact us at our toll-free number to get more information on what kind of materials you can get to follow up to to learn more about this ministry. You can call us at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Or you can write to Living Stream Ministry, P.O. Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or send email to radio at lsm.org. On behalf of Bob Danker, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for listening today and continue with us as we go on in the Song of Songs. 
Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America, and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one and all at no cost. Again, the website lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.